0: Hello, coffee lovers, and welcome to the God Country
1: live video podcast. Every every Friday evening at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. And now, live from Seguin, Texas, and other places around the world, your host, Jose Roberto Alaniz Jr. Hello, coffee lovers. It's Jose, Third Day Coffee Seguin. And it's 1900, which means it's time for the God Country Coffee Podcast. And uh, we're going to round up the year. We were supposed to do this last week, but uh, with the freeze, we had some issues and I wasn't able to get to where I needed to be in order to do the podcast. So we're going to do it this week. Um, I, I've i got to tell you that uh, I decided to do something a little different tonight. What we're going to do is I've got some of my friends, uh, most of which you have been on the podcast, uh, some are repeat offenders <laughs> and... Um, uh, we're just going to talk about what we're grateful for because there's so much junk going on in our country right now. There's so much, um, you know, with COVID coming off of COVID and, and and people are just so, you know, uneasy. And there's a resource that is inexhaustible that we're going to talk about. You're going to hear probably from most every single person that's on this list. But um, it's been a rough year, you know. And, uh, and I just want you to know that, um, that, uh, it's going to get better. God's got a plan for all of us. He's got a plan for our country. He's got a plan for everything and it's all in his time, not ours. So first and foremost, I'm going to tell you that I am so grateful for everything that God's done, not just in my life, but in my business this year. Um, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask the guys, when I bring you guys on, please mute your microphone and, uh, and then we'll go one at a time. Um, but, uh, I just want to, what's going on, Mark, Brian Gibson, how you guys doing? Um, we're going to talk about two, we're going to ask two questions. The first question is what are you most grateful for this year? The second question is what's your favorite scripture and why? And so absolutely there's a lot, lot lot to be grateful for this year and uh, these men and women that uh, that are in my circles there I'm grateful for them I was hoping my wife would come down here but she doesn't do the podcast she did it one time and she'll I'll probably never drag her down here again even though she's a great host she's probably a better host than I am um, God Country Coffee is sponsored by Third Day Coffee Seguin And Third Day Coffee Seguin pays the light bill and the internet bill and the electricity bill and whatnot. And so um, by coffee, we pretty much give most of the money that we make back. And we do that by supporting charities, uh, nonprofits, supporting veterans, things like that. And so um, we should be a nonprofit, but I have to make some money somewhere to, you know. to to keep things going and so ashley's got to get paid for his coffee and uh and he's on my show tonight and uh, we'll talk a little bit about that but i'm going to bring everybody on and i just again i just ask you to uh to mute your mics as we as we get started um and um frank is the one who's got the most time restraint tonight And so, uh, Robert Kersey also, thank you for showing up brother. He, I, I do business with most of the guys on this screen, uh, and I do spiritual business with, uh, with pastors. So, uh, (laughs) everybody in here is part of my life, uh, in one way or another. And, uh, thank you guys for all coming on the show tonight. Um, I, I told you ahead of time, exactly what we were going to do. We're going to, we're going to talk about being grateful. Um, and then, and then a scripture or a quote that, that means something to you. Uh, before I do that, I want to talk about the coffee. First off, Ashley Williams, who's on here right now, Legacy Farms Coffee. He's my supplier. That's where I get all my coffee from. Um, everything that I sell in here, except for my, um, espresso, which is Robusta that we get from Guatemala, um, is all from Ashley's farm and Ashley literally, is the hands and feet of Jesus, which is why I named my coffee, um, Isaiah 52 when we first met him, because, uh, the work that he's doing with the people in the community, uh, where he has the farm is just, it's amazing. And that, that's a podcast for another time, but, um, I'm going to start with Frank and, and, uh, well, I'm sorry, let me finish the coffee thing. What I wanted to get on the coffee is that, uh, I know my Robert's already laughing because he knows that my brain's like rabbit holes, um, we just upgraded our sagin pecan, the sagin pecan, since we started it a year and a half ago has been like our number two seller overall. Uh, it's really gotten popular, uh, and not just locally, but when we want to send it out to customers and things. And so I was real, real leery about changing anything on it because I didn't want to touch it, but, uh, I recently got rid of the middleman, so to speak went straight to the supplier. The supplier uh, bought their farm here in 1946, um, planted the uh, the orchard. There were already some natural pecan groves. Uh, the The business is called 38 Pecans because they have 38 different varieties of pecans. I didn't realize there were that many different. I thought there was like, you know, the big ones and then the little ones and the paper shell. That's all I knew. Um, but apparently there's thousands. So um, they're raised right here in Seguin. The farm is literally less than two miles from my house. And so I got to go visit the farm the other day, uh, made a deal with the owner and, uh, we're going to try to, you know, collaborate a little bit on stuff. They have their own product line and I'm going to, I keep, I always forget to do this stuff, but I'm going to run this banner before I forget. So the banner's going to run across. This is the company that I'm doing business with 38 pecans.com. They have, they have meat rubs. They have, um, all kinds of stuff. They have, um, um, they make a, uh, like a, uh, what do you call it? Like a flower with the pecan meal, which is all keto friendly and all that. It's really healthy stuff. It's nothing bad in it. And anyway, check them out. Uh, Mark walls is the guy, uh, the, he's the grandson of the guy who planted all that stuff. And so that was a great connection uh, that one of my, um, one of the men that I that I go to church with that we studied Bible with uh, introduced me. So you never know what God's got planned for you. That's all I'm going to say. You just never know. Uh, Frank, let's go with you first. And I'm going to ask you, uh, just tell us who you are. Tell us, uh, actually put your business in the comments too, please. And, um, and I want to know what you're most grateful for this year and your favorite scripture quote and why.
0: Jose, first, I want to say thanks for putting this together. You have a great group of folks here, many that I've interacted with and work with, you know, Robert, you know, on getting things for the business. But like I said, my name is Frank Manto. I'm CEO and co-founder of No Treats, also Crayons Ready to Eat. No Treats is our new business venture that we're putting everything underneath of. And not only are we bringing the chocolate crayons out and bringing the joke to reality, but we're bringing other military items to the treat world. So that's what's coming up for 2023 for me. And what I'm grateful for is things like this, the connections, the people that I have surrounding me in my life, whether it be at my day job, whether it be my kids, whether it be the people that I have on my team the organizations that I'm involved in, it's everybody that I has that is around me supported me, and cheered me on to be able to take an idea over five years ago and this year to be fully successful, and not have any stress as many stresses as I had when I began. And as for the favorite quote, it goes right along with that. If you're not networking, you're not working. And that quote is by Dennis Waitley. If you have to be able to be out there networking and growing the people that are around you in order to be out there working and growing what you're doing personally, spiritually, and business. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Frank. And uh, Frank's been a kindred spirit for a long time. We've had great discussions. Uh, We even actually started talking about doing a men's uh, Bible study, Uh, even though we're not, even though he's in San Diego and I'm in Texas. uh, I love to study the Bible. I'm always reading something. I'm always doing something uh, because your uh, Pastor John's dad told me one time that when, when I lose the ability to learn, then what's my purpose what is god's purpose for me if i can't continue to learn and um and and he'll john will clarify that because i don't remember exactly how he said it but but uh it was something along that effect and, and i totally agree with that and so we're always trying to learn from each other and and uh i know frank and i have been uh we've we've met up in houston and we met up again in san antonio he actually invited me to a big event that was here by warrior rising where I got to meet a guy who owns the world food championships, uh, up in Dallas. And even though they had set me up to, to pitch Costco, um, Costco kept moving the ball on them. And so I didn't actually get the pitch, but they wanted me to do the coffee. And when we did the coffee, we did 300 cups in about an hour and a half and we ran out of coffee. And so they invited us back next year. And so that was all because, you know, Frank decided that he was going to be, um, just a good guy and, and take me with him for, for whatever reason, you know, God's got, God's got a a plan for all that stuff. It has nothing to do with me or, or him or Ashley or anybody else on this, on this page, but I really do appreciate your friendship, Frank. Thank you for coming on. And, and I pray that you have a 2023 that is blessed beyond measure.
0: Well, it, I, I will say this is that next year I may be a little bit closer to you. <laughs> Okay. Looking
1: forward to it. You know, Brian kept saying that, and hey,
0: he's in Texas now, so. No, not I don't yet. Know. <laughs> I'm working on getting moved to Oklahoma, which is going to well, take that's
2: close enough.
0: an hour and 20 minutes from my manufacturer. I need to be close to the manufacturer to make 2023, and it's happening in July.
1: Oklahoma is just southern Kansas or northern Texas.
0: Exactly. You know, but so hey, you're,
1: you're close by.
0: I appreciate the time. I got to roll. I got to go to our uh, end of year team meeting. Have a great one. I love y'all. Take care.
1: Thanks, Frank. All right. Pastor John, how about you uh, unmute and talk to us?
3: All right. I'm going to try to talk to you. It seems like I'm going in and out of signal. I'm about to hit I-10, so maybe it'll get better. So.
1: Are you there? Yeah, can you hear?
3: Yeah, I can hear you.
1: Okay. Uh, you just hear me so, talk? <laughs> yeah, so 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 John, first off, tell us a little, tell us who you are, right? Because not everybody, I'm, I'm surprised not everybody knows as much as you and Brian have been on the show, but tell us who you are. And I wanna know from Pastor John, senior pastor of Everyday Christian, what you were most grateful for this year and I know it's hard to pin down a, a favorite scripture because mine changes all the time. But let me know what your favorite scripture is right now and why.
3: Sure. Well, obviously, I, I'm the pastor at Everyday Christian Fellowship, as uh, Jared just said. Um, I'm married to a, uh, an eye doctor in Seguin, um, who, uh, Dr. Minton, and I have three amazing kids. Um, and yeah, we came off the field from Madagascar, uh, where we were missionaries with the International Mission Board, uh, Southern Baptist Group, and um, yeah, loving loving life, love, uh, love being here and talking to you about the Lord. Uh, hey, real quick, um, just to answer your question, I think you were asking anyway about learning. I think what you were talking about, doc- uh, Dr. JK, as I call my dad, um, always talks about how learning is the greatest gift because it's one of the few things we do on earth that we'll, that, that we'll be able to do in heaven because. Uh, most people think when you get to heaven, you'll know it all. But in fact, it's not true at all. When you get to heaven, you'll be able to learn. Uh, and there will be nothing hidden. And so, for eternity, we're going to learn. And so, if you if you stop learning here, you've lost your purpose because we're all, we're going to be learning the rest of eternity. So anyway, I think that's what you were referring to.
1: Yes, exactly.
3: That's exactly um, as far as talking. As far as what I'm thankful for, um, man, I had an epiphany this year, um, actually, just a few weeks ago. I was talking about, you know, I've been in ministry 31 years, and uh, I was talking about how, you know, I'm, I'm very gifted. God gifted me in music and preaching and all these things and networking, as your guy told us that a minute ago. I've really been gifted a lot, and I guess for the longest time, I've thought, you know, I, 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 did, all the, I did all these things, these ministries, and I never really had any help, and I was able to do them and then I had an epiphany this year, uh, that the truth is none of it would have worked if I wouldn't have had the wife I have, um, that she had always been the one in the back organizing, the one in the back, um, taking care of details that I, if I would have, she wouldn't have been there. Uh, I'd had a, my ministry would have failed from the beginning. And so I, I have to say this year, I'm more thankful for my wife than I've ever been. So there you go. Uh, as far as my, um, favorite verse. My favorite verse does not change. It's been the same verse for the longest time. Um, uh, unfortunately, it's not one verse. It's Ephesians 5, 1 through 14. Um, so I'll just, I won't say it all, but I'll say most of it. He says, be imitators of God as duly love children and live a life of love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. But, but among you, there must not even be a hint of sexual immorality, impurity, or greed, for such things are improper for God's holy people. So Neither should there be obscenity, foolish talk, coarse joking, which is out of place for rather thanksgiving. For this you can be sure, no immoral and pure, greedy person, for such a man as an idolater has any inheritance in the kingdom of God. So do not become partakers with him. Then verse eight says, um, "For you once were children of darkness, but now you are light in the Lord; so live as children of, uh, of the light, having nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them, for shameful even to mention what disobedient people do in secret." But everything exposed by the light becomes visible. For the light makes all things visible. That's why it is said, "Wake up, O sleeper! Arise from the dead, and Christ shall shine upon you." So be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. and And find out what pleases the Lord. Don't be drunk with wine any longer, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. So that's a long verse. But uh, I, you know, I've been watching these these videos and documentaries and things about Vikings and Christians and. And I'm preaching on this tomorrow, so it's pretty big in my heart right now that uh, it irritates me that so many people don't just check boxes. They actually believe because they go to church, because they say a prayer, because they wear a cross, because they claim to be Christian. Um, they, they still live like the devil. They, they still don't spend time with God in their personal walk. But because they claim something with their mouth, they really believe that that makes them Christian. Um, and it it really does an injustice to God, where where God says these people they honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. And uh, and so really, you know, along with what I'm most thankful for, what I'm most praying for in 2023 is that God would would uh, would wake people up from their sleep and and cause them to to take a real picture. Am, am I really in Christ? And if I am, is it affecting who I am? Because if it's not. Then maybe I'm not in Him. I'm just trying to force Him into me, and so mm. it's um, uh, yeah, it's just that's that's kind of where I am.
0: That's awesome
1: because uh, well, John and I have lots of conversations. <laughs> uh, every time I hit roadblocks that uh, that I feel like I can't get over, I call John, and and uh, and and you know, John's not just some. I mean, he's in charge of a big church, and uh, I, I I've never had him not answer my phone call sometimes he says hey i can't talk to you right now can you call me later and he does and so uh he's not just uh talking the talk he's literally walking it out and um and that's why well god god put us to put our paths together for a reason and uh it had nothing to do with me and, it, and it, i don't believe in coincidences and so um i'm very grateful for you pastor john and i pray that your 2023 uh, is blessed beyond measure as well. And uh, Joe Palacios, he's hitting up the uh, the chat, man. I appreciate you, brother. He says that First Corinthians nine and nineteen is uh, one of his favorite lately, uh, but he really loves John three seventeen. And uh, I don't know what that is, but I I could look it up.
3: God but, God didn't send His son. God didn't send His son His son into the world to condemn the world, but through Him all men may be saved.
1: Boom! There you go. <laughs> and so. Uh, Appreciate, uh, Oh, what happened, Brian? Oh, uh, he'll pop back on. Um, yeah, I really appreciate you, John. You, I know, you know, that I love you, man. And I'm glad that you are able to pop on for a couple of minutes. Cause I know we've been, uh, we've done a lot. John's been on the, he's been on the, uh, on the podcast quite a bit, probably not as much as Brian, but, uh, Brian's like, like the most repeat offender, uh, <laughs> from the very beginning, and uh, number
4: one,
1: <laughs> but, but I will tell you this last, this last, uh, podcast that John and I did, it's the, it's the most downloaded episode, uh, that I've ever done. So if you haven't seen it, go back right
4: now, uh, right now, right now, it oh, is. Yeah.
1: yeah. Right now it is. And so it wasn't uh, this past Friday, but the Friday before December 16th, um, uh, man, go check that one out. We're on all the platforms. You can check us out on Spotify, Apple, Google podcasts, Spotify, all of them. We're on all of them, uh, NPR. And, um, and we just had a real conversation about things that hurt people's feelings. And, um, and it was a godly conversation and we just didn't pull any punches. Um, and, and it was a really great conversation. And so, uh, if you haven't, if you haven't, if you're listening and you haven't checked out that episode, I highly encourage you, uh, to, to go, uh, to go check it out. Hey,
3: hey, Brian, Brian, the key to being number one is just, see, I just downloaded it like from 50 different computers to make it look like people were actually interested.
4: <laughs> 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 That's fantastic. You I'll just to all go the back to all my old all episodes to- and start doing that.
3: <laughs> yeah. Hey, 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 you gotta listen. You know, let me tell you the key, now. You gotta, you gotta wipe your, uh, you gotta clear your cash, Otherwise, it'll re- it'll ring up as the same IP. I'm just kidding. I, I
1: <laughs> there we go. All right, Coach Brian. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go straight to you since we're already talking. And uh, you know, Brian and I go back um, when he was taking his wife to to uh, 2019. Yeah, the first time when he took his wife, uh, we had barely opened shop. We we didn't have this building yet, even, uh, and they needed a place to hang out for the night, and so we, we gave it to him, and and um, that was when we were Brian coming back. Have been, have been close friends ever since. So, Brian, tell us who you are, and tell us uh, uh, a little bit about yourself, and then and then what you're most grateful for this year, and your favorite scripture and why.
4: Um, well, I guess everybody knows I'm a personal trainer and nutrition coach, um, man, this, uh, my wife passed away in April from a very, very long battle with cancer started in 2019 and then ended in April, um, And I can tell you that I've met some people since then, and the Lord has taught me more uh, about that walk and about how closely we walk with him. Because I've met some people that have went through the same things, husbands, that have went through the same thing, and they're angry at God. And um, ultimately, what it comes down to, and be real real, is that uh, when I I ask the Lord, why, why are they angry with you? And the Lord ultimately come down to this. It's selfishness because they're more concerned with the way they feel and not with where, where their spouse is at now and what, what he needs them to do now. Um, and, and it's carnal thinking, but the scripture that, that really, it started when I was going, when, when things took a downturn, somebody gave me this scripture while I was in Mexico, uh, and it's just, it's been, it's been one I've run back to because in the midst of a storm, peace is the only things that you can um, grab onto. Um, three, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Did you get that? Yes. Because it, it, it's like when they came out of that, when they came out of the room, they put me out of the room and they were fighting for her life. And when they came out of the room and they told me she was gone, the first was the initial reaction of grief. But I, I hit my knees in that, in the treatment room. I was standing in the treatment room in Tijuana, Mexico at Oasis of Hope, and and I'm standing in there, and I just hit my knees, and I said, no matter what the outcome of this is, I trust you. I trust you, Lord, and you're still the healer, no matter what my experience is. And that has kept me from ever blaming him for any of this. And this year hasn't been easy since she passed. I've, I've, grief has made me make some really bad decisions, and um, so I'm looking forward to 2023. Hopefully, it's a new year and new things that happen. But um, I'm just grateful for the lessons I've been taught through knowing him. One thing that he did teach me through this is when we go through trials, it's not it's not the trial. The trial is not teaching us what we need to know. The trial is showing us what we already know and what we don't know. And what I mean by that is people kept telling me, oh, the Lord has a purpose in this. The Lord has a purpose in this. Will he turn it to his purpose? Yes. Did he have a purpose? Well, I won't get into all that. But ultimately, it's what we put in ourselves and really grab onto the heart, not just in the head. Because some of these guys I talked to, they knew Scripture in their head, but they didn't know Scripture in their heart. And and now there was a war between their heart and their head because they've lost lost the person they really worship, for lack of a better term. And they're not turning to the one they should be worshiping. And it really is showing them what they've put into their heart. So if you squeeze a grape, you get grape juice. If you squeeze an orange, you get orange juice. Well, if we go through a trial, that's being squeezed. And you're going to see what you are made of when, when you get squeezed.
1: No, no doubt, man. No doubt, brother. Well, I... I'm very grateful for you, Brian. And, uh, I know you, you and I have great conversations and, uh, and sometimes it's the highlight of our week. You know, we get to talk about God and, um, and so, uh, I always feel better when I, you know, when I, we have a great conversation, even if we don't agree, uh, you know, it, we're still, uh, iron sharpens iron. And, um, and so we're constantly in the word and, and, um, brother i pray that that 2023 is a is a great year for you and uh i pray that uh, that you're blessed beyond measure man i hope i hope it's uh you know i know god's got big things for you and uh, he's going to use you uh and and i'm i'm i i hope that i'm honored to be there uh to be part of it you know so uh love you man and and i'm i'm grateful for you and i'm glad that you were able to take a few minutes and and jump on with us because you have a very compelling story man a lot of people in your in your position blame god they get mad at god uh when when they lose somebody as close as a spouse and so um you know
4: The, the problem with that is because people forget we have an enemy and the Bible says that he comes to kill, steal, and destroy, but Christ has come to give life and life more abundantly. The, the devil is, he goes around and he looks for inroads and stuff like that. And I don't know what, I, I don't know where where the inroad was, uh, was given. Um, and the Lord has told me, um, if there was one, I'm not going to show you so you can blame yourself or blame her. But, um, ultimately it's, it's knowing that we do have an enemy and we got to be on guard constantly of, of what he's trying to do in our lives as well as what God's trying to do.
1: Amen. Amen to that. Well, thanks again. Uh, Rob, my brother, El Jefe, (laughs) the Marine.
2: It's been a long day, brother.
1: The other knuckle dragger that was on the show tonight. <laughs> so, for y'all that don't know, Rob is my uh, he's not just a good friend of mine. Uh, he does all the fine decals that you get when you buy 30 day coffee, Stagin. And uh, he just gave me some new ones that are just off the hook. That that uh, unfortunately, ouch, I only have a couple of them, but uh, he's doing these new ones that are just wicked.
2: The holograms. And,
1: the hologram. Yeah. The hologram. I don't have my banner up, but he does banners too. He did my new banner because Connie told me that my old one was trash and I shouldn't use it. And, it looked cheesy. and so she tried to clean it, you know, and it didn't work. And, and uh, anyway, she, uh, uh, Robert does stickers for, uh, I have 21 white label customers and Robert does labels for probably, I don't know, Eighteen of them, at least. A lot. I of only them. like three of them sell coffee, but I have a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's for my resume to make it look better. <laughs> but brother, tell us about tell us a little bit about yourself, and uh, and tell us what you're most grateful for this year, and and if you have a favorite scripture or quote.
2: Okay, all right. Where to start? <clears throat> okay. Well, <laughs> I don't I don't really like talking about. Sorry, my my throat's scratchy they had a tube down my throat earlier today but uh as far as being thankful you know obviously i'm gonna go with family um and me getting up every morning and uh well the friends and family that are still here um so and Actually, the the ones that aren't here, um, lost my little sister this year, but she's in a lot better place than we are, so I'm thankful for that so fast forward to um the bible verse um and uh, there's so many to choose from this one i kind of i think i heard a sermon that had this one that it just i don't know i don't know if i would call you know categorize if i said that right as favorite but it just made sense Matthew 6:26 Look at the birds they don't plant they don't harvest or store food in barns but our heavenly Father feeds them aren't you far more valuable to him than they are You know, people, People. okay, God takes care of the the random bird that's flying around. Doesn't do anything. Doesn't contribute to society, I guess you could say. But God feeds them, keeps them alive, takes care of them. But there's a lot of people that don't know that they are even more important to God than the random bird. But he takes care of them. They don't realize that he's taking care of them too. And I think the, I think the sermon I heard um, with that one was, um, oh God, it was a long time ago. There was a guy that, his son i think he had just gotten out of the military and and the dad wanted him to come home for i don't know christmas or a holiday or something like that well the, the kid didn't have any money dad says i'll buy your plane ticket round trip it's a couple thousand dollars paid for it well the airport was a long way from dad's house so he's like i'll get you a rental car Paid for the rental car. Got home. Well, I guess it was Christmas. So the dad had all the Christmas presents and everything. <clears throat> and uh, in a day or two after Christmas, before the kid went home, they stopped by McDonald's or something. And the kid was like, Dad, you know, I don't, you know, I don't really have any money. Can you pay for this? And the dad was like, he said, do, do you understand what you're asking? I've already taken care of all the big stuff. Bought your plane ticket, rental car, all this other stuff. And you're worried about the little stuff.
0: A hamburger.
2: Well, I think that's where most of us are. God's already taking care of the big stuff. We're here, we're breathing, we're alive, our heart's beating. Friends and family are doing well, for the most part. (laughs) But God's taking care of the big stuff, and we worry about the little stuff. He's like, I already paid for all that stuff. And you're worried about, you know, something little. So... I think that was the, in short, the the sermon that went along with that verse, and it just kind of stuck. You know, I don't know about the, you know, favorite verse, but I mean, there's, (laughs) I think there's too many to choose from, but uh, it's my favorite. uh, It is, it is, but but yeah, it's like all the big stuff's taken care of. You know, why, if the big stuff's taken care of, why, why do we worry about the little stuff? But we do. We all do. We
1: should should be giving him everything. He should have everything. He doesn't need our help with not one single thing.
2: Yeah.
1: But yeah, we, we always try to rationalize that, right? Listen, God, if you'll take care of these things that I, that are too big for me to deal with, I'll take care of these little things. Yeah. But, he doesn't. He doesn't need our help at all.
2: No, at, at it's all. like we're gonna bargain,
1: <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> we don't have anything to bring to the table. <laughs> no, <laughs> we really don't.
3: So hey, so, hey Jr. Hey Jr. Yeah, Jr. You know what's interesting about that? I, I'm sorry to butt in. What's interesting about that is if you look through the scriptures of all of the times God seen, God tells somebody what's coming like a prophetic, you know, uh, like he told Sarah, you're going to have a child. And Sarah then began to try to help him and her (laughs) help got in God's way. I I mean, I'll look through the scripture. Every single time God tells man he's going to do something, man tries to help, and we always screw God up. Not only does he not need our help, every time we help, we slow him down. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. I I hadn't really thought about that, but yeah, there's a lot of them that did that. You know, I mean, that's where Isaac and Ishmael, right? I mean, she Sarah tried to help God out a little bit, and uh and that just didn't work out. But but uh, you know, Rob, I, I know you've been through a lot today, brother, and and I was praying for you, and I'm glad that you're good.
2: I appreciate and, it. <clears throat> and, uh,
1: you know, I appreciate our friendship, and I I enjoy our conversations, and and uh, our um, constant back and forth uh, uh, ribbing, if you will <laughs> that we do yeah. to each other and uh, and I'm, I just pray that that this next year man is just amazing for you and, and your wife and and your family and and uh, I, I pray that you guys get to go to Galveston a lot more than you already do.
2: Well that that would that would that would take a lot. <laughs> we're there we're we're there every chance we get. We we've got I think the countdown we're at like forty two days before we go back. We're going for Mardi Gras. That's a large that's a long stretch. I know. You. I know that yeah. she told me it was like yesterday. It was like forty three days. Like, forty three days? That's well, really? It's because you
1: have to do some work. You have to you have to print some stickers before exactly. you go.
2: Exactly. Exactly. So, so. Hey,
1: brother Considering what you've been through today and this week, I I appreciate you taking time uh, to come on and talk to us for a little bit. I know you've been through a lot this year too, and and uh, and you're in my prayers. And and uh, I just I'm grateful that that you and I got to be friends. Me too. Absolutely.
2: And we'll 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 meet at Willie Burger again soon.
1: We will for sure. <laughs> Maybe Ashley will come down from Kansas and we'll all meet at Willie Burger. <laughs> so, all right, brother. Well, I, again, I, I appreciate you, man.
2: Awesome. Love yeah. you, brother.
1: All right. Love you too. Uh, all right. Uh, I, I saved Ashley for last for, for a couple of reasons. Uh, and anyway, Ashley, go ahead and un- unlock your, your microphone. Um, when I met Ashley, I was, um, I was at a point where I had just really understood what it meant to not check boxes. Uh, thanks to, you know, Pastor John had a uh, a big hand in mentoring me. Um, he asked me a simple question one day. He said, he grabbed the Bible and he said, you either believe it or you don't. I mean, that's that's point blank. You either either believe it or you don't. And and another mentor, uh, he used to tell people all the time, if you don't believe Genesis 1-1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. If you don't believe Genesis one one, then the rest of the Bible is left to your interpretation, and I guarantee you that man is going to interpret it wrong. Uh, but I I was praying at a time where I had just come to Christ. Uh, I was I was literally newly born. And I was surrounded by some incredible people, Pastor John, Pastor Will, all these people in our church. Uh, John's dad, uh, Doctor J.K., who was a submarine boat captain, so he and I got along great. And um, I was surrounded by all these people, uh, and starting to understand like how important prayer really is. You know, growing up Catholic, I remember all the time we used to tell people uh and i'm not picking on the catholics cuz my my catholic background gave me a great foundation uh, to learn from but uh, i remember growing up uh all the time like you would tell somebody well the the least i can do is is pray for you but that's terrible advice like <laughs> the best thing i can do for you is pray for you and so uh i learned to pray for the first time in my adult life at 45 and um and i fell in love with with the lord and I'm in my third year of seminary. I'm learning all the time. I have questions all the time. I'm always calling John and and so,, um, I was at a point where I was just starting to see this light. Um, and I I was putting my faith in prayer, and I was praying for a way out of the situation I was in at that particular moment. Uh, and and Ashley pops up and and I didn't know where it was going. But eventually Ashley and I had a conversation somewhere along the lines of, you know, like I feel like we were being led to each other to do something for God's glory. And I still don't know what that is. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with that, with that rock that he built on the side of the mountain. Uh, I think that's just an incredible mission, but uh, uh, Ashley's been a great mentor to me too. Not You know, before we even knew each other very well, I was roasting coffee on a barbecue pit. And Ashley was helping me dial that in, even though it wasn't what he was used to because of his knowledge in the coffee business. And we were able to get it down where I was pretty consistent with the barbecue pit. Uh, and of course, you know, when, when I, uh, Connie always says that, that my roaster is a, uh, was my Harley Davidson, you know, the, the <laughs> midlife crisis, Harley Davidson. <laughs> and so, uh, I did it and I'll show you, look, it's a, it's a red Harley Davidson, pepper, red roasting machine. So, so I guess she had something, you know, but, uh, when I got it, you know, I, before I even brought it home, I actually got sought before I even brought it home and I picked it up in Oklahoma and then I went up and got a, a trailer load full of coffee from him. And, uh, he and I have been, uh, I hate to say doing business cause it's really much more than that. Um, uh, he's such a wonderful person built a church on the top of a mountain for a community that doesn't have a church. Um, and truly he's helping these people who, some of these families of five make $1,500 a year. And Ashley pays more than any of the farmers in the region. And the ones that want to learn how to do their own coffee, he helps them. He lets them use his own equipment, uh, to process their coffee. And, and that's how I met Santos who, uh, one of his employees who we're buying coffee from now, um, and he's just, he always says that if he dies today, they don't have to go back to where they were before they were making money doing coffee, you know, cause it does change their lives significantly. But anyway, I'm going to let Ashley, Ashley talks. Uh, he does a much better description of it than I could ever do. Uh, but Ashley, thanks for uh, making time tonight, brother. Uh, you know, we've, we've been at this for a little bit and I'm just grateful Uh, to have you around and in my life and uh, tell us who you are and what you do and uh, and what you're most grateful for this year and and uh, tell us a little bit about you.
5: All right thanks my name is Ashley Williams I have Legacy Farms Coffee uh, in a little town called Cerro Bueno Honduras and then we have a roastery here I'm in Kansas right now uh, in a little town called Mound Ridge Kansas and so that's my black that's my black Carly Davison back there. Uh, her name, her name's Helen. And so we roast coffee on her, but, um, no, as far as, you know, just good health and family. I mean, that's, that's always the place to start being thankful for. And, uh, and you said something a little while ago about iron sharpens iron. Um, I bought a couple books for some friends and I've got, I got you one, I'm going to send out on Monday or Tuesday. And that's what it's called. Iron sharpens iron. Um, but uh, as far as the scripture, I used to say, people would ask, you know, cause when we go to Honduras, a lot of their goal is to like, get out of there and come here, you know? And so <laughs> people are like, why, why would you come here? You know? And so I would throw out, you know, like Mark um, 16, 15, you know, go into the world. And uh, <clears throat> that's sort of what I thought, but the thing that I enjoy most about, as far as scriptures one scripture that i would enjoy most is the i sort of wrote it down it's like whatever you do for the least of these brothers and sisters you do for me i enjoy helping that the least of these and uh santos uh that guy walked an hour and 45 minutes to work each way every day Uh, he's my oldest employee Uh, just because we paid we started out paying a dollar a day more than other farms literally a dollar. And that was worth him walking three and a half hours, you know? And, uh, and so then, you know, we just simply got him a bicycle, you know, and he can make the trip in 40 minutes. Uh, but it's just, you, you do some of these things for these little guys that a a $90 bicycle, you know, changed the way, you know, his whole life as far as coming after that extra dollar that's out there. And, um, And then when we found out his sister's husband was selling her farm, we were able to loan him money to buy that farm. And then on this third farm, we loaned him the money to buy it. And then Jose flies out and plants the thing. And, uh, and so we all got to help on that together. And now Jose's buying all his coffee and he still got the majority of the money that you paid for last year's coffee. (laughs) you know in his bank because he missed a deal on buying a farm because he was scared to come and ask me for the money and uh and then as soon as i found out about it I let you know and a couple other guys and we had the money rounded up but he had waited too late you know somebody else had already bought it and so i said you know that's not the farm for you god's got a a a farm for you and you just need to be ready and you need to prepare your fields and he's going to bring on the rain and so he saved most of that money And then he's, he's got this year's money. And so he'll be ready when the time comes. But the the idea of some of what we do, there's a little saying, uh, you give a man a fish for a day, or you give a man a fish, he will eat for a day. You teach him to fish, he will eat for a lifetime. But in cases like this, if we can't buy the guy a fishing rod or a piece of string and a hook, he doesn't have that means. And uh, one of my favorite guys, his name is Bahidio um, he's just a really good, honorable man. And, uh, when we hire somebody full time, we have a sit down talk and it's, what do you want to be when you grow up? And, uh, I'd already bought this guy a, uh, no, at that point we hadn't, uh, but he said he wanted to be a barber and my Spanish isn't perfect. And I said, man, you are 30 feet away from being a barber. And so I ran in the house and got my wall clippers and a pair of scissors. And I'm like, there you go. Go cut. Go forth and cut hair, you know. And so, uh, <laughs> and we painted a piece. I just made that one up. That's pretty good And uh, to write that down. Um, <laughs> but then my son and I took a four-inch piece of, of PVC pipe and painted it red and black, uh, red and blue, and hung it out in front of his place. And so now he's got the little spinning around barber sign. And then we went in the welding shop and we built him a four by six sign. My buddy Hector painted it. Barbaria Osmond you know, and that's the name of his barber shop, put it out by the road. And the guy is making more cutting hair on Sunday because he's a Catholic. They go to church on Saturday. So Sunday (laughs) is not a day for him. And so he makes more cutting hair on Sunday than he makes for me working all week. And, uh, and then later on we found, you know, we put, we did electricity for his house. Somebody donated some money and we bought him a corn grinder. Um, Long story short, a year and a half later, he and his wife hadn't spent a single penny of the money that they made from the corn grinder or the barber shop, and he had an opportunity that came by, and somebody came in and said, "I want you to grind corn for my wife's little tortilla business." Well, the corn grinder we bought him wasn't big enough, but this guy had twelve hundred dollars cash, U.S. dollars, or you know the equivalent, in his house, and so he just bought his own corn grinder. And so now this guy's making a good bit of money and then we export his coffee for him, which it's like 150 pounds of coffee a year. Uh, you know, and, and so just helping these little things that we helped, you know, him get started on and he can just run with it. And so that's been the plan to, um, to, to, not just give out a bag of food on a mission trip is to, to help these guys help themselves and just truly give them a hand. And if they want to run with it, they run with it. Um, I'm actually writing a book. And, uh, one of the chapters in the book is about this girl, Blanca. We built her a house. And then six months later, she said that somebody stole some of the stuff from her house and we go out to her house and the roof is gone. The doors are gone. The wiring all the way to the transformers gone. Well, her family just came out and stole it all, you know? And, uh, (laughs) so you know she she didn't take that house and run with it you know she just saw the short term of i could sell all this stuff and you know have some money and that's what she did and then she just walked away from the house and so having somebody that will come out and run with a project like that and and like he said if i die tomorrow they don't go back to the jobs they had before they can they can keep going and and we change farm bosses right now santos is the farm boss And and uh, I try to teach all the guys, everybody gets an opportunity to do every kind of work. And so Gustavo was a really sharp kid that worked for us and ran the farm. And we taught him how to do PVC and electric and weld. And then at some point he was just good at it. And so now he started his own little company. And then when he did Juan Carlos stepped in and now Santos is stepping in. And so hopefully we'll train these guys and, you know, Santos I hope stays there forever but the idea is to leave them better than we found them. And, uh, and just, and in that point, you know, spread the word as much as we can, because I thank God that God didn't call me to preach or to door knock. Those are two things (laughs) that I wouldn't really, I preached one day in a federal prison and, you know, you want to talk about the captive audience, but uh, that that's your captive audience. But uh, there's nothing that draws me to preaching, you know, and you, you, this book I'm reading, Iron Sharpens Iron. You know, just finding wisdom in things, and and you you, I think a, a not necessarily a good Christian, but I mean, if you're studying the Word, you're not going to feel like woohoo, I'm a great Christian. You know, I think having that humility that I screw up and I fail and all this, those things are going to keep me from ever wanting to be a preacher. You know, um, because I you know I do the best I can. Um, and I try to, to talk to people, but uh, preaching is not my thing. You know, uh, we, we pay a guy 200 bucks a month and he comes out every Sunday and he does the preaching. He went to college to be a preacher and that's his job. You know, I just have to round up the 200 bucks. Uh, <laughs> what I enjoy doing is like when um, we went out to, uh, I think it was Suyapa and I can't think what the other girl's house and Jose and I wired the house and I think we did it in a day. You know, yep. It's was just a tiny little house and we lo- knocked out a, a light and a plug in in every room and, you know, we were good to go. Uh, so I enjoy doing those things and, and, you know, just little building a bathroom and having good sanitation. And I enjoy doing those little projects and I've gone out with my boys and um, they both, both know how to wire. Eli's learning how to weld um, and they enjoy doing those service projects. And those are things that I enjoy doing. I've always said that I felt God more in Honduras than I did anywhere else. And, uh, and when it came a, a chance that we could just take off work for a year and a half and move to Honduras and then that year and a half turned into five years, um, it, we just jumped at it because it's something I'd always wanted to do. Um, and then it took us about five years before we re- really ever got a big project going. Uh, And then we had some guys that bankrolled a big portion of the building that property and stuff. Uh, And so that made it easier that I just had to organize stuff. And uh, the money seemed like it just, it just seemed like it came in the whole time that uh, we were building and we got through building it sort of dried up and just enough is coming in to fund the projects. And so, you know, but really realistically, if I had 50,000 coming in a year, I'm not sure what I would do with it. You know, I'd find something I'm sure, but right now, you know, we've got what we need for the projects that we do. And, and the good thing is once you get that project, that building cost about $60,000. And so once that was done, you know, my lar- librarian I think we pay her $18 a day, and that's three times what she asked for. Um, and so it doesn't really cost a lot to run the project. You know, we got six or $7,000 worth of books. Uh, and then my next goal would be to do a dental clinic or something, but, it just seems like I don't worry about a whole lot of that stuff. Uh, the money sort of trickles in as we need something. And right now we got $1,200 uh, worth of debt. And I think we have $2,000 in the bank. And so, you know, this sort of seems to work out. Uh, <laughs> you know, and that extra money, we got to buy a dehumidifier for the library. And so, you know, it'll cover that. And uh, so we've got groups coming up and, uh, may and june that want to do some painting and stuff like that and i was like yeah just bring a brush and a thousand dollars for paint and we're set you know and (laughs) and so you know they're like okay and so uh you know it's surprising how generous some people will be you know on on what you need when you need it Uh, because it realistically and completely honestly the project was just draining my soul and it was it was killing us (laughs) in a time that we had literally lost half our crop two years ago or two seasons ago and so we didn't have any extra money and and you know all this was going on and then you know here comes three thousand dollars four thousand dollars for the project and so it took that weight off of us off the farm side and you know he wanted the building built so he got the building built and so i just didn't worry about that kind of stuff and it's sort of uh you keep it in the back of your mind but that's not what I'm staying up at night worrying about, you know, when I can't sleep, you know, I'm worried about my kids or worry about it's my wife's car going to start. Cause it's only got 300,000 miles on it. I don't know why it keeps giving her trouble, you know, <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, no, this, those things seem to, you know, I, and, and I, I never say missionary when I describe myself because I have too much fun down there. You know, we're enjoying what we're doing, giving out chickens, giving out stuff is, you know, my son knows how to raise chickens and he's 12. You know, he learned that by killing a lot of chickens there at the beginning. You know, but <laughs> uh, he's like, Daddy, half of them are dead. Did you turn the light on last night? Oh, no. <laughs> so, well, they die when they're two days old if they don't have a light, you know. And uh, so then we got smart started buying two month old chickens. And they're pretty they're pretty tough. But, you know, the boys have learned so much. Eli has literally lived more than half his life in Honduras. Um, uh, Jonathan, my son knows how to do anything, construction or welding or wiring. And, and he's got a really good Spanish and the workers respect him. And, uh, cause one of the workers came to me one day and says, I hope that my son can work for your son, you know, when it's time for us to retire. And, uh, I'm like, well, I do too. I just hope I don't have a, my retirement plan's a stress-induced heart attack. But other than <laughs> that, you know, <laughs> that's that's my 401k. But, uh, you know, you it's, know just, I, been, it's so much fun and it, it's been a lot of humiliation and a lot of humility and a lot of, you know, learning. And, uh, but it's, it's been a good thing overall, I think, for our family.
1: I, um, I encourage you, uh, if you listen to this, even if you listen on the replay, to uh, go to legacyfarms.coffee and go to the um, uh, uh, lfmissions.inc tab. So you can see Uh, when we were down there, they had just excavated the side of the mountain. They were building a retaining wall out of rock. And um, so the mountain didn't collapse on the building. And they had set some footers. And uh, because Ash and I talk quite often, uh, we have a lot of pictures that we updated uh, that he would send me as the project went, went on. And I think the greatest picture that I've got so far was Anna who's, who runs a a part of his business uh, in the school, in the, in the church area, you know, uh, teaching a lesson to the children. Uh, And you talk about full circle. I mean, you're taking, you know, everything that he's tried to do down there, you build this building for a purpose of sharing the gospel and then you share the gospel And not only do you do that, but you, you, you offer books. And of course he's trying to do, you know, the dental and the medical clinic as well uh, because they have to go four hours uh, to go to the dentist or to the, if they can even go. And um, it's just been amazing. Ashley, you've opened my eyes in a way that, you know, when (laughs) Ashley first told me that uh, we were going to go put uh, a plug and a light in this lady's, you know, home in my, first world mind, I thought, how is that going to help somebody? Like, how are you really changing somebody's life until you show up and it's a mud hut and you got to be careful when you're, when you're drilling into the sticks (laughs) because you can knock the whole wall down. Uh, But now they can read after dark and, you know, and so uh, he's also done these stack pipes because a lot of them have adobe stoves in their house. And all that smoke and soot stays inside, so they put started putting stacks uh, to penetrate the roof, and those little things literally change people's lives, and uh, it's been an eye opener for me, and and I'm just so grateful. Well, it wasn't by accident. I didn't find you, you know. God put us together on a path, um, and the purpose was to buy, you know, to do business with Ashley. Uh, because every bag of coffee that I buy from him supports that mission, supports those people in that region. And um, it's just been amazing. It's been absolutely amazing. And I'm so grateful for you, Ashley. I I can't tell you enough how grateful I am uh, for your friendship and, and uh, you know, for your mentorship.
5: Oh, I mean, it's been a blast. I, I, uh, the other day I was in Honduras three weeks ago, and I was driving down the La Paz Road. And this guy was trying to thumb a ride. And every time I see that, I think about Connie, your wife. And that day we were coming from the airport and some guy was trying to thumb a ride. And I slowed down just a little bit. And I, t- I looked back at Connie because the back seat was just packed full of bags. And I said, scoot over. And the look on her face when she <laughs> thought that we were picking up a hitchhiker. Uh, just, I just love that. And I tell the joke every time that I drive down that road. But <laughs> no, it's illegal to like cut wood in Honduras because the people have those Adobe stoves. And they'll go out and cut trees down and there's no reforesting program and they'll steal wood. And so it's illegal to be going down the road for me to have wood in my truck. And so, but these guys go out on their little bicycles and they cut the wood and they stack it up by the road and they were trying to get a ride back. And you can't take that risk of hauling that wood for me. You get in a lot of trouble. Uh, But when we just slowed down a little bit and poor Connie just, uh, she thought that guy was fixing to climb in there with her. And so we'd <laughs> stuck her in the backseat anyway. But no, it's definitely yeah. a different world. And I think we had a lot of fun that week and uh, we ate a lot of good food for sure and got to go hang out at, with Santos. And he's a, he's a really good guy. And, uh, and a few months ago, he just took over the farm, you know. And so he is what's called the Mario Doma. And so he's the guy that handles money and does the hiring and firing. And uh, man, I tell you what, it was, I've never seen a change in anybody like I've seen in him first week. He fired four people. And one of the guys was my favorite guy, always smiling. And he's like, no, nope. he gave me some trouble. And he just went in there and cleaned house and, man, the place has just run smooth as silk. He just started firing <laughs> people. <laughs> like, was well, save a few of them, but right. he, he got the respect and uh, of the, you know, other workers and they knew he wasn't going to put up with anything. And, uh, and they have little meetings every week where they, you know, there's three main people that run the farm. And so they all get together have their little meetings and, and stuff works out. And uh, when he orders fertilizer for me, he orders it for him. And, you know, to fertilize his farm. And, and, you know, he just, just fell right into the job and he's, he just seems to be a natural for it. Uh, and so I, yeah, I do hope he stays there until he's really, really old, as old as I am at least.
1: I, I hope that we get to go back soon because uh, it, it's definitely life changing uh, for somebody who'd never been to a third world country. Um, I know I've had conversations with John about Africa and, and, uh, and so I know a lot of people that I know have, you know, especially the guys that got deployed to Afghanistan, Iraq and stuff like that, they definitely saw, uh, what people that don't have anything, uh, look like. And, uh, and I had never seen that before until we went to Honduras. And then I, and then a lot of things came into play and I started to understand, you know, a lot of stuff. It really changed my perspective. Uh, we're so whiny pants over here. You know, we complain about Amazon, not, not putting our package on the porch, yeah. you know, they put it up at the. And, and we just gripe about things that just don't matter you know but um hey jr hey, jr yeah
3: hey i don't know if i ever told you this but when we got back from madagascar uh, on vacation like right when i met you we went to uh, splashdown not splashdown to uh new brothels what's it uh, called, and we were we were floating in uh, in the lazy river And as we were floating i just was crying and my wife was like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, do you realize what we're doing right now? She's like, what do you mean? She's like, we're floating in the river, uh, in the lazy river. I said, yeah, we're floating in drinkable water. We just came from a country in Madagascar where they have no water. They, they, they pray that it rain. And when it does, it washes all the poop from the woods into the street. And then they gather that, that water up and they drink it with coffee. And I'm like, we're, we're floating in, in drinkable water. There are kids peeing in drinkable water. And it's it's a that's the kind of stuff you don't realize until you get out of an American cultural mindset where it's not just that we whine. It's just we don't get it. Uh, we we think, you know, I remember when I first got back to church, some guy told me I uh, he needed help with his bills. I said, "Why?" He said, "Well, I don't uh I can't pay my cable bill." And I I wanted to, I wanted to smack him in the tomorrow. I was like, are you <laughs> kidding me right now? He's like, well, I, I can't, I, you know, I have a cable. I said, bro, if you don't even need electricity. I've lived with electricity for a couple years. What, you, what is wrong with you? But because we live in this in this generation and this culture that we just take, it's more than for granted. We just, we don't have a clue as to what the needs of, of living really are. We, we've, uh, we've misassociated all those things. So listen, Ashley, I just want to say how much I appreciate not only your ministry there, but uh you know taking your family there it cracks me up when people say wait you took your family to madagascar i'm like of course i took my family where i'm not going by myself but uh it really is a sacrifice and so i just want to say thanks man on behalf of uh christian community and and christ just thanks for being His hands and feet you can call yourself whatever you want to but here's the thing. if, if you're doing God's work, you are on mission. You're on co-mission, So you are a missionary and it's okay to have a good time doing it, my man.
5: <laughs> well, we, for, we for sure do. Uh, when you said Madagascar, it made me think about my boys because we watched that show King Julian <laughs> and because it ties in Madagascar and uh, poo coffee. And so because King Julian's uh, cousin Carl had a poo coffee farm. And so the boys really get a kick out of the Indonesian civic cat coffee, the poo coffee. Uh, well, we watch we every have... episode of that.
3: Yeah. You need to know Julian's about the only animal on that's thinking show that's actually in Madagascar. So really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all those animals that they don't live there. if they did, they're, they're probably all dead cause I ate them all, but yeah. all those big animals, like you go to Madagascar, you can drive a thousand miles and you won't see an animal. You won't see a single animal. Um, Rep, they have a lot of reptiles, a lot of you know, snakes, things like that, uh, chameleons, but they don't have any deer, no lions, no bears, no nothing like that. The only thing I ever saw was a uh, a fusa, which is like a a large uh, like a tiger or something. No, no, it's not a tiger at all. See, that's what I thought. A fusa is actually a large mongoose,
5: huh? Um,
3: that's that's really all a fusa is a large mongoose, and you won't see them. I saw one, I saw two cross the street one night in the dark. Uh, they don't ever see them. And then they have one feral cat that's, you know, probably about like a little bit larger than our bobcat, but I saw one in three and a half years. And so really? they only live in a very small region. So, yeah, so you you enjoy that movie. Just know that, yeah, they, <laughs> only only the lemurs. <laughs> that's about it, my man. Well,
5: I know the fooses are always attacking King Julia's kingdom and eating the uh, lemurs. So...
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, we, we
5: enjoyed that and then we had to give up Netflix so we haven't seen it since then so but no we, we, wait, wait, we wait.
3: Why, why'd you have to give it up because you're uh, on a different, different Western no, he- wrong hemisphere or what?
5: No because of all that uh, little girls they were videoing and all that I was like no we're just uh, I forget what it's called twerking I had to google what twerking was I wasn't sure what it was but they were uh, just too much, yeah. just too much on there. So we finally, we just got rid of it. Uh, and then we do dove and we do a couple of things like that. And, and I have prime just because I have prime on Amazon. So, um, yeah, but yeah, I, I hate to give at, up.
3: Have you looked at, have you looked at the show, uh, the thing called pure flicks?
5: Yeah. We pure flicks. Yeah. Yeah. We've got Yeah, that.
3: That's, that's, that's gold, man.
5: But no, I, I know that we lived there. We were living in somebody else's house when we first moved there. Um, and then it just didn't work out having to share a house. So we did. We moved into our house three months before we had electricity. And so we just lived in the one bedroom that was finished. And um, so we had a generator still, you know, that we could crank up. To, but we didn't have a refrigerator. We had a hot plate and a little bitty water cooler that cooled that five-gallon jug of water. And so that's what we had for like three months. And so once we got the transformer and the light pole set and got electricity down there to us, the first thing we were going after was internet you know and uh the guy that guy that guy came in like eight o'clock one night and hooked up the internet and i'm like man everybody had their little device out because we hadn't got to you know see anything for a long time <laughs> so yeah it's definitely a, a first world problem not having electricity and and when we evaluate somebody's house electricity is last on the list you know it's it's sanitation then we do water is usually a pretty big project but we get the house dry, get this, uh, get them decent sanitation, but electricity is the last thing. And then like with, uh, the girl's house that we went to and hooked the electricity up, you know, I got them a blender next thing, you know, cause that mashed beans, you know, that's sort of a staple food there in Honduras. And so they'll come to the farm and Anna will show them how to use the blender and then we'll give them a blender. So everybody gets electricity in their house and a blender. So that's my contribution to uh, <laughs> they'll remember me for that when I die. But uh.
3: well, what's crazy, what's crazy is most people don't realize what it's like to live, you know, in a, in a third world country, especially like for like leftovers. Like what is what's a leftover? I
5: mean, yeah. we,
3: we would cook our we cook our food. We, we go to the market that morning. You have to get you have to get to the market by six if you want meat. Otherwise, it's nasty. Uh, you got to come back at at nine o'clock in order to get fresh vegetables. If you wait till ten, they smell like the the fish that rotted right beside them. So <laughs> you've got to go to the market on purpose, and then and then once you make your food, you eat your food, and you go you do it again tomorrow. And you know we just didn't live that way. And then bananas. Oh my goodness, this was like third world learning for me. You you buy a banana in America, and it's you know it's green, and then you take it home and. You know, you keep it a week and a half, and then it's yellow, and you can eat it another week and a half. In Madagascar, you get a you get a green banana, and if you don't eat it by two days, it's rotten. Yeah, there's no preservatives, no nothing spray on it. It's like we we people in America have no they have no idea. Living, yeah, living I love on the bananas. That's what I say. <laughs> I, that's that's the thing I learned in Madagascar is that third world country people live on purpose. People in America live on accident, and that's why. That's why so often uh, the enemy gets a hold of us because we're not living on purpose. We're living on accident, which is exactly what the enemy wants. he That's his purpose.
5: Yeah. No, I, as soon as we got our, our, you know, our container got out of customs, which took about three months, uh, we got all the electricity hooked up and then we had a refrigerator and, and that made all the difference because, you know, to have fresh milk, it was a big deal. Uh, and just we, i was having to drive to town four or five times a week which was you know over an hour drive round trip and we would buy the food and it had to be cooked and eaten and and the little cooler had like just a little tiny box where it hold up like a six pack and uh, you know we'd keep a half a gallon of milk in there and some cheese uh, and so yeah it was it was definitely eye-opening it, it was it was hard for us you know to live that way because we never lived that way before. You know, even we go camping, especially nowadays, you got this a Yeti crap that keeps it cold for eight days. So you can go camping for eight days and your Dr. Pepper doesn't get warm, you know? And uh, my son bought me this for Christmas and he's like, Oh, it'll keep your coffee hot. I'm like, do you not know me? This holds like nine ounces of coffee. I'm going to have to make a pot every hour in order to keep the cup filled. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I sort sure of tell him that, but, uh, you know, we just don't, we don't appreciate that. And like, uh, last mm-hmm. year's, uh, we bought Santos, a refrigerator, you know, he never had a refrigerator. Uh, and, but even though he probably had the money where he could have bought one, getting it out to his house, you know, um, but, but Hideo, the little guy with the barbershop and all, he bought a used refrigerator. And I said, man, your wife's going to like that. And he's like, no, it's for the barbershop. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to buy drinks and I'll sell to the people waiting to get their haircut. And uh, you know, it's, it's a whole different world. And he bought that little fridge and that was his idea. I can make money with that, you know? And uh, it's it's different, you know, where we think we have to have this and have to have that. And there's been people that stayed in the apartment uh, that where you and Connie were at. And um, it was like, you know, we can't get Wi-Fi. And I'm like, no, you can't. <laughs> you know, and it's like, is there a blender? I'm like, no, no. I don't no know blenders. why you'd
4: want to.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> so beautiful there. Yeah, I'm you like, know, I down. mean,
5: but you know, so perfectly this last fine year.
1: back porch. You know, looking at the at the coffee fields and the bananas growing and the toucans eating the bananas and.
5: Oh yeah, you okay. know, it's just your mindset. You know. And so, but this year there was a, you know, a guy who donated money before had two kids that were going to come out and stay for like six or seven weeks. And he's like, well, we need to make sure they got a blender and they got the microwave. And I ran Wi-Fi into the apartment and, uh, and I get, I don't know, was there a bathroom and a shower in the apartment when you guys were there?
1: Yeah. We, yeah, we had hot water and everything.
5: Okay. (laughs) Yeah. And so we made sure you
1: had just picked up the hot water
5: and so yeah we made sure that they had we hooked them up on the city water so that they would have you know water that they could drink and stuff like that uh, where we didn't even have it in that in our house but yeah they just weren't uh they were wanted to go out there but they weren't willing to like tough it or you know or, or really experience honduras you know or a third world country and then they made a plan to come in and, and be missionaries for two years and, and the first thing on their budget was forty-five thousand dollars a year of pay, you know. And I'm like, man, I can hire a bucket full of Hondurans for forty-five grand a year, and uh, yeah. and they speak Spanish, you know, and right? So because uh, Jose speaks Spanish, he may not admit to it, but man, he's out there just talking to everybody. And uh,
1: you know, that was my first experience of speaking in tongues because. When I started talking to Ana in Spanish, Connie looked at me and like, I didn't know you could speak Spanish. And I said, I didn't either. And uh, but, you know, growing up in a household where mom and dad used it all the time, I guess some of it stuck.
5: Yeah, I just did. (laughs) And and the real clue as to whether you can speak Spanish is when you're talking to somebody, if they turn around and look at me, you know, because with those two missionaries, they had been out to the farm. They've been living on the farm for like three weeks. And Bahidio came up to me one day and he said, well, the guy was trying to talk to me. Does he speak Spanish? And I'm like, yeah, man, he was throwing it at you. You didn't understand his Spanish, I guess. But yeah, even after they left after seven weeks, um, you know, the workers still were having trouble. You know, we were having to help them order their dinner and stuff. They just didn't make that effort. They had a year to prep or about six months maybe to prep before they came. And they just didn't make that effort. And uh, and I told him, I said, there's nobody else out here that speaks English and Spanish but me. And and I'm only gonna be here three weeks out of your seven. So you're gonna have to you've to get it out Yeah.
1: Well, again, I, I want to tell everybody thank you for taking time out of you. I, I love your story, Ashley. You know, and and uh, Robert, you know, you and I have been friends for a good while. Everybody that came on, I really appreciate everybody taking time out of their schedule. Uh, Robert, you could have easily told me that you're that you couldn't do it. And I would have totally respected that. Um, and, and John, you're driving. And I, I, I appreciate you taking the time. Um, and, and I, you know, who knows, maybe, maybe uh, uh, we, can, you know, who knows, we gotta, we gotta get a trip down to, to go uh, to do some work down there on the farm, you know, for the church or, or.
4: For I've been, the, uh, I've been the wanting
5: to do around. a men's retreat for a couple of years. And after you were there, it's really been weighing on me to, to do that and just go out there for five or seven days and retreat you know
1: there you go john
5: <laughs> hey, hey
3: jr jr check this out so before we do any of that I'm, I'm i'm big on uh i'm big on taking vision trips so we should just take a say three four three or four or five days and go out and just go visit so we can look and see what what's going on out there. Hey, by the way, uh, far forget, we used to have a Wi-Fi and I thought it would be cool to put uh, you know, you could name your own Wi-Fi. People don't realize you can have Wi-Fi without actually having internet uh, connection because in Madagascar, a lot of times we had no connection at all. Even when we did, it was like dial-up. But uh, we would have Wi-Fi connection without internet connection and so I would name it God's, God's Wi-Fi. And that's why, I would, and they'd say, "Why?" I said, "Well, because all that God gets on Wi-Fi is a nature channel, so go outside and enjoy nature."
5: <laughs> I, I named mine FBI surveillance van. Did you hear all
3: that? I'm
5: sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
2: <laughs>
1: Connie changed ours here in the neighborhood to the agency that I work for, and uh, and we have a we have a group chat, and people were like, "Hey, do you?" JR, who do you work for? You know, I'm like, uh, I can't tell you. And they're like, well, I think somebody's watching. And I'm like, yeah, they probably are, you know. And it was because Connie messed with the Wi-Fi name. But, well, listen, guys, we're, we're over – we're about 20 minutes over an hour. And I just want to thank each of you for your contributions tonight and the guys that already came through and left. I appreciate you guys, Coach Brian and and, uh, and Frank. And, uh, and I know that uh, Connie and I talk about it all the time. How we're gonna squeeze another trip in down there. So so now that John's on board, we're gonna to have to go do some uh you know John, he's got a waterfall on his own property, man. So we're gonna to have to go down there and and uh and check that out and do some fishing and and uh scout the area. Like we did uh, what do we call it? It was a vision trip for the mission trip.
5: That's right, vision trip. vision trip. And El Hefray he right in, you know, they'll know who he is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: So uh, thank you guys for uh, so much for everything. Uh, you guys are a big part of my life. And I speak to you guys more than I do uh, some of my own family. And um, and I just, I'm very grateful for that. And as we go into the new year, um, you know, I'm, I know I'm committed to continuing to share the gospel. I give Bibles away during these lives. I give, uh, when we go do live events and we're serving coffee, I have Bibles with me and people always ask, you know, they always, is this a church? No, it's not. But, uh, you know, do you know the Lord? And, and so, uh, John's a lot better than I am, but I, I enjoy it, you know? And so, uh, for John, it just rolls off. i have seen him talk to people, you know, in line at H-E-B and, and, and get them engaged. Uh, and so, you know, that's what we're supposed to do, right? That's what the, the great commission in Matthew is. We're supposed to go make disciples and, and uh, and God doesn't always let us uh, water it and cultivate it and harvest it. But we do have a great opportunity to plant. And so and I know that that's, a, you know, that's just a great opportunity for us. And that's what that's what God Country Coffee was all about from the very beginning, you know, to be able to plant seeds and uh, and, and see where it goes and see what God does in people's lives, in my life and in our lives. And so, uh, if John, you want to you want to just pray us out? if you can get the mute off
2: don't wreck
1: without wrecking
2: oh,
5: that's not funny right, John
3: I, <laughs> I, had to, I had to find how to turn my phone because I couldn't find I, I actually zoomed it in to see what, who actually what he looked like. I've never seen him before so I was trying to look at him Anyway yeah let me pray this out man. So, Father, we uh, we give you thanks for uh, just a great night to talk about what you're doing uh, in our world, in our life. God, we are thankful for uh, for all that you've given us this year, for our health, for our families. Father, I'm thankful even for what I heard tonight about uh, what it is to be thankful for the life we're given and to not be uh, selfish thinking about what it you know, how it benefits us. God, really, it is all about you. And so, Lord, I pray uh, for each person represented tonight. Um, just the way that they live their life. I pray that it'd be a benefit to you uh, that somehow father, you use us for your purposes um, and that uh, we would be willing and ready to be used. Father, I thank you for Ashley and for uh, just the things going on in his, uh, in his place there in Honduras. God, I pray for Santos and all the guys that you talked about today, that God, you would continue to work mightily in their lives. Father, I pray that you would reach uh, Honduras for your glory. Uh, father, if we need to be involved in that process, Father. Just show us how, and we'll be obedient as well. God, thanks for JR and just for his his desire to know you, to know you greater, to uh, to reach uh, a lost world on your behalf. God, I pray that you were honored tonight in what we talked about. and I pray that we will honor you uh, this year in how we live and how we speak. In Jesus' name, we pray.
2: Amen. Amen. Amen.
1: Guys, I'm going to put you guys in the room, and, and I'm going to close this out, but thank you so much for your time. And uh, I know it's valuable, and I I do appreciate. It. I'm very grateful for it.
5: Well, no, glad, happy to be here always. I'm sorry I had not gotten a one before. I think this is my first one.
1: <laughs> we'll do more. I promise.
5: All right, good. I'm gonna start doing the back porch with all the stuff you gave me.
1: There you go. I'll
5: do back porch coffee or something <laughs> like that in, in Honduras is what my plan is. So
1: definitely. <laughs>
5: All right, man. I'm y'all have a, good, y'all have a good weekend, and nice to meet you, all, Jefe and John. Love you I guys.
1: Just, thank you, guys. I appreciate everybody.
5: All right. Well.
1: All right, folks. God Country Coffee, last one of the year. And, uh, you know, I, I just pray that you put your trust and your faith in God and not in the world, and not in man, and not in your wife. You should respect her and love her, but put your faith in God. Give him everything. Don't give him just part of it. Give it to them all, and I promise that he'll do amazing things in your life, and uh, he'll show up in you just like he did for me when I called on him. And um, I love you guys, and I pray that, um, that you have a very safe weekend. Uh, enjoy your family. And we'll see you next Friday for God Country Coffee, first one of 2023. All right. God bless. Treat each other the way God intended us to treat one another with love, kindness, and respect. Till next week, good night. God bless you.